podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. There are many, many other ways that you can listen. I don't know all of them, but you can check it out. You can join the thousands upon thousands that are listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check the analytics today. Of course, we have the United States at the top of the list. Followed by our friends down under in Australia, Nigeria, Philippines, Singapore, Canada, Latvia, South Africa, United Kingdom, Hungary, Norway, Netherlands, Rwanda, Albania, India, Austria, Germany, Israel, Kenya, Macedonia, Trinidad, and Tobago. Oh yeah, we got Zimbabwe, and of course, those parts that are unknown. Thank you for helping me spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. Uh, We are at the end of a series titled, The Lord's Prayer. It is that most famous prayer that we have been talking about for the past what, this is seven, seven podcasts going through it phrase by phrase. Uh, we looked at the overall idea of this series, the purpose of prayer, and then we looked at our Father, the person of prayer, the petition of prayer, asking for God's will to be done, his kingdom come. We saw the provision of prayer to give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, This is the pardon of prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is the protection of prayer. And now let's talk about the power of prayer. This is the last one in the series. And as I always say, if you have missed any of the previous ones, they're all right here. Listen, no charge means no excuse. Go check them out. Matthew 6, we know in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So, real quick, be sure always as you pray, do not allow your prayers to turn into a formality. Do not allow it to become formal. God is a personal God, and he's warned us not to use vain repetition. So we aren't trying to simply quote it as some do and learn it word for word in the sense that if I don't say it exactly right, then it won't mean anything. No, it's a pattern for us. And so I want you to be sure it's personal because you are talking to your father. And now we get to thy kingdom come, and we can see, okay, now we're bringing in the sun. We're bringing in the son, right? We got the father, but we're bringing in the son because how do you talk about the kingdom and not talk about the king of kings? Kingdom, the king's dominion. So, well, then where's Holy Spirit? Is he in this prayer somewhere? Well, I think so because look, thine is the kingdom and the what? Power. Ah, power, Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when he, the Holy Spirit, comes upon you. So in order for us to 
pray to the Father about the Son, we have to pray through the Spirit. So today, thy kingdom, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Remembering it's his kingdom. Prayers about the kingdom of God, his kingdom, Acts 1. Here we see, this is written by Luke, right? That would be Dr. Luke. He's a physician, traveled with Paul. He's born again later, not one of the 12. And he wrote two books, Luke and Acts. Acts 1, verse 1, the former account I made, O the Theopolis, of all that Jesus began to both to do and to teach. So he's referring back to the book of Luke during those three and a half years of Jesus's ministry. Keep reading until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So we see Jesus came and he's teaching them over these 40 days. Really, I think there was about 500 people that saw him. But here he is, he's come and he's teaching them over these 40 days about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. 40 days and for three and a half years, he did the same, really. The word kingdom is found in the gospels 129 times over and over. The kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven heaven is likened unto. He was always talking about the kingdom. But now after the resurrection, he does what? He talks about the kingdom. 40 days with the resurrected Christ. The disciples were still not getting that this is about the kingdom. And I can understand that now, having been a pastor for some time and having to deal with people around me, whereas when I was traveling, when I was out um, at a lot of places, um, but now having, having to see and hear the same people in all the issues, uh, they aren't getting that this is all about the kingdom, not church, not ministry name, not my position or lack thereof, not my job in the church, even though I do it for Jesus and the events and the stuff. It is what's best for kingdom, king and kingdom. I hear so many, let's call them suggestions, telling me, uh, suggesting to me what I need to do with so-and-so in the church or certain positions inside the church and how I need to do this and I need to do that and why haven't I done this and why haven't I done that? Well, because I'm not looking at your little job in the church or mine. I'm looking at what's best at this time for kingdom. The, uh, the disciples struggled with this too. In Acts 1 and verse 6, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They're so focused on an earthly kingdom. And again, this ties to what I just said. Well, pastor, the church needs this and needs that, and we're so focused on an earthly kingdom. The disciples wanted to rule, and we know that because they always argued about who was going to sit next to Jesus, who's staying, who's going, who's the greatest, who's the greatest in the kingdom. So Jesus comes back, and he spends 40 days talking about the kingdom, and they said, Lord, is that so now we finally get to rule? They just weren't hearing anything that he was trying to say. They just didn't get it. We need to, I see this still. It's not about me. This is about the kingdom. And people just don't get it. I have to deal with this all the time. People upset because someone did something that affected my department, my position, my, wait, whose? Affected whose what? They want what's best for them and their stuff, not what's best for kingdom. 
This is how I get up and I preach every week because I know this isn't about me. I get up and I have a message for us. And us includes me. I may be the spokesperson, but it's going to minister to me. When I do a wedding, I do a very short wedding because this isn't about me and my part about the wedding, right? Funerals are the same. I've been to some that I thought, good Lord, bury the guy already or bury me. My goodness. On and on. Man. So what we have to realize is this is about his kingdom, not ours. And the next thing is, this is through his power. So the disciples were not getting it, as we saw in verse 6, but they did finally get it in Acts 2. So Acts 1, 7 and 8, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. You're going to receive power. So here's what took place. They immediately changed. Once they received power, they changed. They were scared. They were in fear all the time, fear of the Jews. And even after the resurrection, right, they're hiding behind locked doors. They, they really, in a sense at that time, they were all denying Jesus. You think about that. Mark, Mark 14, 50 and 52. Then they all forsook him and fled. Now a certain young man followed him having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young man, the young men laid hold of him and he left the linen cloth and he f- fled from them naked. Now, do you remember when John, he was writing John and he never referred to himself? He would always say things like Peter and the other disciple when the other disciple was him. But he never f- refers to himself by name. And I'm just saying that I think Mark did the same here, that he was this young man. My point is, these men were changed once the Holy Spirit came. Their focus was changed. Now it was about the kingdom and the power. And they even forsook their own safety now in, well, listen, we command you to stop preaching in that name or we are going to beat you. And they said, we are going to obey God and not man. Things changed. Things changed. In Acts 4, 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's Acts 4. But in Acts 2, they'd been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and that's a one-time thing. But do you understand to be filled is a continuous process? You are to be filled continuously. And look at how you do it. It said, when they had prayed, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's awesome. The power of Holy Spirit in and through prayer and boldness. Now, this is something else. Boldness and power. A supernatural boldness, not brought on by man's wisdom. Some people seem bold simply because they're confident in what they know and what they do, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something supernatural. And it's through his power. And the last thing is, it's for his glory. This is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. It's about his kingdom through the power for his glory. So Jesus, when he was water baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him, right? 2 Peter 1 and verse 17, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At the baptism, when Holy Spirit came upon him, he received honor and glory. So when Holy Spirit comes upon us, he gives each of us a gifting to be used for the honor and the glory of God. Not self-glory and not our own honor. He gifts us differently. We received the gifting and the power to perform them from Holy Spirit. Now, 
once we begin to walk and minister in those gifts, people will begin to honor us and they will try to give us glory. But we need to be sure to do what it was here that Jesus always did. He always turned it back to the Father. Now, I mean, if anybody deserved some honor and glory, you would think it would be Jesus. And yet he didn't take it. They would come to him and say, wow, Jesus, we love these miracles. We have never seen anything like this from any man. This is so awesome. We love the miracles you do. And Jesus would say things like, I don't do anything unless I first see my father do it. He does the works. Back to the father. Then they would come and say, we love these teachings. We have not ever, where is this man from? How does he know these things? We've never heard anything like this before. And he'd say, I only say what it is that I hear the father say. Right back to the father. We have to do the same thing, people. God provides us the abilities to do what we do and say what we say, and we can never forget that. We have an ability from God that we should give him glory for. 1 Peter 4 and verse 11, if anybody speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anybody ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's all about his kingdom, through his power, for his glory. It's of him and through him and to him. Romans eleven thirty six. for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be the glory forever. Amen. Don't you love that? Of him, that's the kingdom. Through him, that's the power. To him, that's the glory forever. Amen. If we will pray according to his kingdom for his glory, then his power will begin to operate through us. What a powerful prayer that we can pray This is the Lord's Prayer. So don't get caught up in vain repetitions, friends. Go back and take these podcasts and begin to pray this pattern daily. And I bet you're going to see a major difference in your life and the lives of others as well. That's all the time I have for today. No, I know it was a short one. I just needed to wrap it up, but it was too much to put in the last one. Not enough to do 15 more out of it. Just had to wrap it up today. Thank you for joining me, the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. And until next time, I'm going to be praying of him, through him, and to him. And that gives me the power to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. (laughs) 